This uh, chapter of Isaiah, I believe, contains some powerful promises describing what God intends to do in our lives through fasting at what I call breakpoint moments. Breakpoint moments. Now, breakpoint, in my mind, I'm, this is how I'm defining it. It's a crisis or a time of grief, or disappointment, or disaster, or, or a time where we get stuck. We get stuck, and uh, there's this sense of inadequacy. And we want to go to the next level, but it's something holding us back. There's something distracting us. There's something discouraging us, and we need a break point. And a break point is when we have our backs up against the wall and we need God to intervene in that break point and give us a breakthrough. You may be at the end of your rope. You may not know where to turn. You may have tried all the other options and nothing seems to work. And you've even been praying and, and it doesn't seem like your prayers are being answered. Anybody ever felt like that? I pray and it, they, those prayers go nowhere. I mean, those prayers are like, like flies on a summer evening. They're just zooming around in the room, and I wanted them to go heavenward, but they're not getting through the roof. Boy, I'm telling you, we have to learn how not to stop at those breakpoint times in our lives and know that there's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough. A breakpoint might be when a doctor says it's cancer and there's really nothing else I can do. Breakpoint could be when your teenage daughter says I'm pregnant or your son says I have AIDS or a boss says you're fired or maybe your spouse says I don't love you anymore and I'm out of here. Or, you're on, or maybe you're on this spiritual treadmill and you're seemingly going nowhere. Or maybe you're in a nation that's in moral decline and if something doesn't change, there is going to be great disaster in the future. I believe some of us here uh, not only are going through some breakpoints, but I believe God is preparing us to help others who are going through breakpoints right now. Some of us may know someone or maybe even dealing with that in our own lives where our children don't know Jesus. They're not serving Jesus. We want to spend eternity with them. We want to spend our life with them here on earth, but we want to spend eternity with them as well. Maybe someone here is having physical challenges that are threatening your life, threatening, threatening your strength, and threatening your ability to be uh, all that you were created to be. Maybe you have a marriage that's failing, or maybe you've made some bad moral choices and, and you don't know what to do about it. They put you in a, in a path that you don't like and you're not happy with and you don't know how to get back on the interstate that God created you for. Maybe some of you here are listening or you may know someone facing addictions and, and they want to fight those addictions. They don't like those addictions. They hate those addictions, but they can't get free from those addictions. That's a break point and that's the perfect setting for a breakthrough where God brings the supernatural manifest of heaven on earth. You may be dealing with some emotional issues that are weighing you down or maybe you're under such financial pressure. And the, and the financial pressure is crushing you and you don't know what to do. Let me tell you what. Yet there is a plan that God has for our breakpoints, and that is a divine breakthrough. Hallelujah. See, the enemy wants you to say, I cannot. I don't have what it takes. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Here's what God wants to take you to the level where you stand in the face of that break point and you say, I can. I have what it takes and I know what to do because my God shall supply my every need according to his riches and glory and wisdom comes from heaven and I will be an overcomer. I will be more than a conqueror. 
We need that confidence. We need that, that, that breakthrough to where we'll stand up in the front of whatever it is that is opposing us and we'll stand it down and we'll press on into God's will for our lives. Isaiah 58 is, is why I chose this chapter. It's so thick with, with breakpoint theology, if I could say it that way. Israel, they are faced with the breakpoint moments throughout the book of Isaiah. What is happening here is King Uzziah, he has been ruling and reigning for 52 years. A very effective king. He led with such uh, grace and with such strength. And during his time, Israel has reached a pinnacle of domestic and financial and international glory. Unlike it had ever been before. Uzziah has been a good king, and for 52 years, they've been very confident in his leadership, but he has died. He has died. And after his death, nothing was the same. For 52 years, they had gotten so used to trusting Uzziah and his leadership and his choices and everything working out, and now they didn't have him anymore. The whole nation was at a break point. Yet Isaiah shows up as God, the Spirit of God, leads him. And he shows us that the break point can be turned into a divine moment if we'll turn it over to God. And it was during these break points that, that, that you and I go through in our lives where we often hear God calling us and, and, and calling us to come to Him and to come to Him in fasting. We see this in Isaiah here. We see this throughout the Bible that at break points, there's a call from God as it was through the prophet here to a time of prayer and fasting. I mean, every time God called his people to fast in the Bible, they were facing break points. I mean, even go to Nineveh. I mean, you look at Nineveh and they had reached a, a one when Jonah had told them judgment was going to come upon them in 40 days. God was going to destroy them. And, and God was calling them to a time of fasting. It was with Queen Esther. There was another break point there uh, where her adversary was trying to advise the king to kill all of the Jews. And here she is. She's, she's in on this. And, and uh, God has called her to a time of fasting. Another time was with King Jehoshaphat. He had a break point in the nation of Israel. The, uh, the armies of, that were opposing Israel were coming against them. And instead of them going and working out harder and learning the sword better, God said, I'm calling you to a time of fasting. We see it with Moses. It was a break point when he stood on the mountain before God to receive the Ten Commandments and God called him to 40 days of fasting. In this particular time, it says he went 40 days without water or food. Wow, that had to be a miracle because the body can't live 40 days without water. The early church in Antioch, there was a break point time when God called them to fasting. And after that time of fasting, then they were sent out their leaders and they were sent out with apostolic anointing to become the missionary church that they became that reached even us to this day. The Lord Jesus, the Bible tells us there was a break point in his life when he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. You remember when he was baptized by John the Baptist and the Spirit of God came upon him and led him into the wilderness for 40 days, the Bible says. There he fasted and he comes out of that victorious, goes to the next level and begins ministry. Never had he done a miracle before this. Never had he done ministry that we know of, but ministry begins. 
Likewise, I think we here in the 21st century here in church history that you and I are being a part of writing in the history books that God is, is calling us back to that old discipline of fasting and, and, and He's attaching a, in the New Testament a whole, a, a, a brand new significance to it, if I could say it that way. I like what Dr. Bill Bright uh, said. You know, he started what became the largest mission organization in the world, Campus Crusade for Christ, and uh, he said this, I truly believe that the spiritual neutron bomb of fasting, I love that, the spiritual neutron bomb of fasting will destroy enemy strongholds and with a renewed emphasis on prayer, we can be assured of the great victory for which so many of us have prayed so long. Don't you like that? The spiritual neutron bomb of fasting. Hallelujah. Coupling that with prayer for breakthrough. In Isaiah 58, starting about verse 5, God's people were fasting with an outward discipline, uh, uh, you might would say, but there was no real inner substance. And God speaks to that. Fasting is not something that we just do for show. It's not something that we do. Actually, we should never do it for show. And here they were going through the motions of fasting, but their heart was not in it. They were bowing their heads, God said. They were sleeping on sackcloth. They were covering themselves with ashes. He says, you're going through all these outward things, but it's superficial and it's meaningless. It's, they, they may have felt very smug and, and self-satisfied, but God was unimpressed. I'm telling you what, if I'm going to miss food, I want it to be meaningful. Amen? If I'm going to miss food, I'm not doing it to impress anybody. I want to make sure it's having the spiritual impact and the physical impact that it is supposed to have. So God takes us deeper and he clarifies the type of fast that he desires, a fast that will truly lead to spiritual breakthrough. So if you're at a breaking point and you need a breakthrough, he said, this is what I'm looking for. And in verse 6 of Isaiah 58, he says it this, Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you, that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked and you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? See, God uses fasting to break through superficial religious experience. And he says, if you're on a religious treadmill and it seems like you're going nowhere and you're doing, going through the motions and it's not really uh, making any impact, he says, you need to consider fasting. He says, because the fasting that I'm calling you to, it is a fasting that will break chains. It will break chains of, of, of moral bondage. It will break chains of, of uh, a substance bondage. It will break chains of relational bondages. It will break chains of spiritual bondage. He says, this fasting that I'm looking at will break chains off of you and free you up to be who you were created to be. So if you desire to break moral chains, consider fasting. If you consider to overcome bad habits and receive full deliverance, I would say consider fasting. If you would like to, to uh, uh, see yourself go to the next level in the joy and the power and the, and the grace that God has created you for, I would say consider fasting. Because it breaks up our hard hearts and it frees us to, so that we can be, be the worshipers 
that we were created to be. When we fast, he says, the stammering tongues begin to pray, begin to speak forth with prayer and praise like never before. It takes the thick calluses off of our ears so that we can be more sensitive to discern the voice of God. Some people say, I can't hear God talking. I pray, but I can't hear God talking. God is talking. I'm telling you, he is talking. It would be like a kid with the headphones on and, and something else pumping in and, and uh, someone trying to tell him something. He's like, I can't hear you. What, what? I can't hear you. Take what else is over your ears off and remove that, which, uh, that other voice so that you can hear what I would say. And he says fasting does that. He says fasting even goes deeper if we do away with the yoke of oppression. We do away, he says in the scripture here, with the pointing of the finger and the malicious talk. They would fast in Israel and, 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 and they were angry. They were upset that they had to fast. They were mad. They were, they were like, You're, God, you are calling us to deny our flesh, deny us of food, and we don't like it. And they were like pouting children. And they started pointing fingers and blaming one another. And, and they started talking malicious one to another. And, and, and God said, he rebuked them for that. He says, you need to spend yourself on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed. You're now feeling maybe a little taste of what they live with, those who are hungry and oppressed. And he says, instead of turning inward and being selfish about it, see the pain that they are in and, and, and turn what you would normally give to yourself during this time of food, turn it to those who are hungry. Wow, these 40 days would be a great day. I pray that we could see uh, uh, the benevolence fund in here go to a whole nother level. Penn Ministry would get more from Christian Embassy than they've ever gotten before of taking care of the homeless and feeding those as well as the food bank and the other ministries that we partner with to put food out there for the hungry. Let me tell you what, I'm looking forward to us taking what we would be spending on ourselves and, and giving it to, to feed the hungry and to clothe those who have no clothes and put shelter over those that... That are out in this winter weather see fasting breaks us from the unhealthy pattern of a critical spirit is what God was saying anybody in here don't raise your hand ever had a critical spirit don't raise your hand because if everybody in here were honest we would all raise our hand but fasting breaks that critical spirit it loosens the fists clenched in covetousness and materialism it looses it and it takes the scale off of our blinded eyes so that we can once see again the way the Lord wants us to see. Oh, God, help us to see things the way you see things. And Lord, help us to discern and understand through your discernment. And fasting clears the airwaves to do that. Here in Isaiah 58, he shows what God wants to do in and through us in fasting. And he reminds us that God's promises to do these things through us if we will fast the way he is teaching us to fast. Verse 80 goes and he says this. When you fast the way I'm calling you to fast, not for outward show, not just to go through a religious ritual, but that you can truly discipline your flesh and bring it under the obedience of Jesus Christ. He said, then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Praise God. He said these right here are results of fasting God's way. He says your light will break forth like the morning. Your life will become more effective. Your life will affect more people's lives in a positive way than ever before. And your healing shall spring forth speedily. Somebody say, I receive that. 
and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. And you shall cry, and He will say, Here am I. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, the speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as noonday. In other words, your darkest moment will be like noonday. Anybody ready to change things like that? Anybody ever had any dark days? Maybe you're going through some dark days right now. He says, your darkest day will be like noonday. The Lord will guide you continually. When you fast, the Lord begins to guide you and direct you. And He will satisfy your soul in drought. You, the droughts will come, but they won't affect you. You ever been through a dry time? Dry times will come, but they won't affect you. I'll strengthen your bones. Hallelujah. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water. Those waters do not fail. And those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. God says, what I created you for that's going to make this world a better place and impact the generations to come is going to come back to the surface, is going to come back to the forefront all through fasting. I don't know if you just heard what God said He wants to do through fasting or not. He wants to do in us and He wants to do through us. He wants to increase our prayer lives so that we can communicate with Him like a friend to a friend. That's what the language in there says. He says said that when you talk, it's like a friend. I, I'm here, I'm here. God wants to be that close to us. It leads us to breakthroughs in our prayer and our worship time, in preaching and evangelism and, and rebuilding the social foundations and, of law and order in our society and satisfying our souls and strengthening our bones and watering our lives. Wow. You may ask, well, how many days should I fast? Can I do this in one day? <laughs> God, how many days should I fast? Well, if you ask me how many days you should fast, I'm going to answer your question with a question, and I'm going to ask you, how hungry are you? How hungry are you? If you have a one-day hunger to see God's work, then fast for one day. If you have a seven-day hunger, you know, seven days, if that'll do it for you. But if you really long to see God work, I would encourage you to let's work together and say, you know what, let's go the distance. Let's consider a full 40 days. And let's start on this Ash Wednesday, which all is commemorating when Jesus, the Ash Wednesday is the 40 days leading up to Easter, and it commemorates the 40 days that Jesus fasted in the wilderness. So we're coming alongside Jesus. Now, now you're not going to fast because you're an old sinner and you need to punish yourself because Jesus had never sinned, yet he fasted. On this earth, there is interference. And God set up a discipline of fasting that can break through that interference, break through those break points, and take us into that next level like it did with Jesus, going from just being Jesus uh, uh, that, that, you know, was a good, good man to be in Jesus, the son of God and the son of man who did miracles, mighty miracles. Those never took place until after this here. Now, let me deal with some misconceptions about fasting because let me tell you what, I know I'm speaking 
to a food-centered society that you and I are a part of. Some of you put such beautiful pictures of your food there, you're going to start hearing door knocks. You know, you know, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. I have your address. I have your address. I understand food is very, very important. Maybe that's why God chose this thing called fasting. But let me give you some misconceptions. Fasting is not a diet. See, a diet is for physical reasons. Fasting is for spiritual reasons. Now, will you lose weight? More than likely you will. If you say, I don't want to lose weight, I've seen people who were thin who fasted and didn't lose weight. Because you've got to trust God in this. You've got to trust God in this. But it's not a diet. Now, if you lose weight, that's just a benefit. Just say, praise God. But it's a spiritual reason that we're doing this. We got to remember Isaiah 58, God is all about the heart of fasting. So you're like, oh, I'll get on the bandwagon, I want to lose some weight. You know, you're, you're missing the point altogether. You're not going to find that breakthrough if you're not doing it for the right reason. Another one, fasting is not a hunger strike, a hunger strike where you're trying to gain political leverage or something like that. Fasting is to gain uh, spiritual leverage. It's not a, a hunger strike. God, I'm not going to eat until you do something. God says, I've already created you, and I've already created the answer that you're looking for, and there's a discipline that you can enter into and add fasting to your prayer, and you can see that breakthrough a lot quicker. So, so fasting is not a work of, uh, that somehow merits God's favor or obligates him. I've heard people say it that way. You know, well, I'm going to fast, so God is obligated uh, now. No, fasting is a step of obedience. It's the signed blank contract that says, I surrender all. God, I want to live the way you've created me to live, and you're calling us a time of fasting. And like any other obedience, uh, it's preceded by and carried by and followed by God's grace. So we're not fasting to get saved. We're not fasting to get our sins forgiven. Jesus who's provided all of that. We're fasting as a discipline to tell this flesh you're not in charge. You're going you're to take a little back seat here and we're going to let the spirit man rise up to the front. And there's a reset button in here. I don't know how it all works, God, but, but you're going you're gonna to cause me to have a spiritual height and, 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 and perception like I've never had before. But in that process, you're also renewing my body. So I'm being renewed physically, spiritually, mentally, during this spiritual discipline. So you get benefits all the way around. Fasting is not a way of punishing ourselves for our sins. That's one of the misconceptions. Oh, I've been really bad. I need to fast even, even more. Let me tell you what. Fasting is not punishing for your sins. Uh, that's taken care of by God's grace and his forgiveness and his mercy. So if you ask God to forgive you and you've never fasted and you never fast, God will forgive you if you repent of your sins. So fasting is not how we pay for our sins. Fasting should not be drudgery. So we in no way want anyone here to feel like you have to fast. Oh, pastors manipulated us. Oh, if we don't fast, we're a bunch of heathens. No, you're still born again, children of God. I pray filled with his Holy Spirit. But if you want to participate in the spiritual discipline of fasting, you choose to do so out of joy, out of joy. Not because you feel like you have been pushed or pressed into it. And I've got here, fasting is not only for uh, extraordinary super saints, if there's such a thing. <laughs> you know, they used to say, oh, fasting is only for the extraordinary super saints. I'm like, is there such a thing? You know, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, amen. 
but we're not going to elevate anybody up on any platform and, and pedestal and say they're this super uh, uh, special, extraordinary saint of God. Fasting is for ordinary Christians so that they can uh, live in an extraordinary way. So as you focus, and we're going to begin this next Wednesday. So this isn't starting tonight. Some of you are like, oh, I got that thing that's left over. It's in the refrigerator. I wanted it so bad. No, no, no. Look, I'm going to South Carolina next week. We always go after Christmas and spend time with my family for Christmas. We usually try to do it closer to Christmas. This, this year it just didn't work out. And down in South Carolina, there's some of the best eating food, tasting food. Glory to God. And I'm so glad that this is what comes after we get back. I, I just, I'm just to be honest with you, I'm thanking the Lord. So, uh, hallelujah. So, uh, Feb- February the 10th. So, don't, don't get all up. You, you, got, you got, what? You were getting nervous. <laughs> no, no, we've got some time here. But what I want you to do is I want you to pray and see. And, and say, is what break points are I'm, fa- I'm dealing with? What are some breaking points that are crushing me, that are, that are uh, I've been praying against it, I've been declaring, and I've been confessing, and, and I've been doing all these things, and it just won't move. It's just still pressing in on me. It's still holding me back. It, it, it's still got a grip on me, and I, want it to, I don't want to live under its grip. I want you to identify those things, and I want you to say, you know what, I'm targeting you with fasting. Prayer and fasting starting February the 10th. And, uh, and I agree, we live in the day of the golden arches. Uh, taco places and pizza houses and burger joints are on every corner. Amen. But let me tell you what, God's going to help us. God's going to help us stick to it. I believe when we do what God's asked us to do, we're going to have divine assistance. Amen. And, uh, and I believe that whatever break point that maybe is going on in your life, God wants to get that breakthrough so that you can receive his full favor and his full uh, manifest of his goodness in your life. See, God's a good, good guy. He's a good, good God. Amen. And all good and perfect gifts come from him. So if he calls us to fasting, it's because he wants to get more good things to us. Jesus, and I'm going to close with this, said this in uh, Matthew 6 and 16. And, and here he says, when you fast, So it's not like he says, if you fast, and this is Jesus talking, he says, when you fast, like it's going to be a regular part of our life. When you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. (laughs) Pastor's making us fast. I think it's time for me to go check out another church. This is bad. This is bad. (laughs) He says, don't be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Look how spiritual I am. I haven't eaten in three days. I want you to come pat me on the back. It's been seven days. I haven't eaten any food. Come, come, see how spiritual I am. He said, don't do that. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. That person said, poor fool. They haven't eaten in seven days. They're just, that's stupid. Whatever they say. Some may say, wow, he's spiritual. Whatever they say, that's your reward. That less than a second of whatever, they, that's your reward if you do it to be seen of men. Wow. Jesus says, but you, when you fast, there again, he didn't say if you fast, so he's assuming we will. When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. 
In other words, get up, take a shower, wash your hair, wash your face. Don't go around like you're dying because you're not. You're not. So that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place. He says, but to your father in the secret place and your father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. Wow. God is watching is what Jesus says when we fast. He's watching. So we'll do more teaching on, on uh, Sunday, how you need to prepare to begin your fast, because it'll start on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Like I say, no one is being required to fast. We're just encouraging you, if you'd like to, try it. If you've never exercised the spiritual discipline of fasting, let me tell you what, this is a perfect time to do it because you're going to have a whole lot of support because everybody's going to be going through it. Some of you will look Sunday on how to start your fast, how to end your fast, and also uh, different fasts. Because some people say, well, well, I'm, I'm not, I just don't really feel like I'm going to commit myself to a full fast. A full fast would be liquids only. And when we say liquids only, that does not mean Sonic uh, uh, milkshakes and, and Chick-fil-A milkshakes, okay? <laughs> I know someone who went through chemo and they said they gained weight. And I said, really? They said, I couldn't eat anything the whole time I went through it, but I gained weight. I said, how did you do that? I said, Chick-fil-A milkshakes, cookies and cream. <laughs> so a full fast would be liquids only. There's a Daniel fast. Um, what is no, no meat and no sweets and no bread. Uh, that's a Daniel fast. There's partial fast. Uh, you may say in these 40 days, I'm just going to do a partial fast. I'll fast uh, one day and I'll, I'll eat the next. I'll fast one day. That's not a full fast, but we won't, you work that out. And in these 40 days, it, it gives us a time to try things. Maybe you've never tried it before. But there's some of you, like me, is say, you know what? I'm, go, I'm diving in. If, you know, I, I see people that go to a pool in the early spring and they put their toe in the water and they're like, and then they'll sit there for 10 minutes and finally get their foot in the water and go, and chill bumps everywhere. And 20 minutes later, they're up there to their knees and they're just shaking and got everybody talking about what they're going through. I go to the deep end and I just dive in. And I come up and I'm warm in a few minutes because I get through it and somehow or another you adjust. I just that way. That's what I'm doing with this, this here. And there's some of you who want to do that as well. But you've got 40 days to work on it. And anything you do, let me tell you what, God is watching and God is rewarding. Amen. So we just want to help you add fasting to your prayer so that this kind of exhausted faith, this little faith that just wears out, how it can be built up and made strong is not only through prayer, but prayer and fasting so that we, be, we are, when God comes back to this earth, will he find faith? Yes, he's going to find faith. And we did our part in building up, strengthening our faith, even by adding fasting to our prayer. We can now do the marathon. We can do the full run uh, with our faith because we built it up with fasting as well. And uh, Jesus did it. We find the disciples did it. We find in the Old Testament the patriarchs did it. We find that we today are going to do it as well. And we're going to do it with joy. Amen. This is going to be exciting. We're going to do it with great expectation. And, uh, and I'll kind of go through uh, Sunday some of the things to uh, you might have to go through your first day or two of fasting and, uh, and, and you know, not to be alarmed by it. 
Uh, if, if you're diabetic, can you fast? I want to answer a lot of the practical stuff on Sunday morning when we got the whole family here. But you guys have got a whole big head start, and the other ones are going to have to go back and watch this so that they can get this information as well. But we're going to do this, and we're going to see spiritual breakthrough. Not breaking points where the enemy's trying to break us, but breakthroughs where we're advancing and going to the next level, and we're seeing the supernatural. Aren't you ready to see greater things? Greater things of God, amen? Greater things of God. He's a great, great God, amen? And he wants to show himself powerful in and through us. And if he chose, not us, but if he chose fasting as one of the disciplines that can uh, expedite that, let us participate in these 40 days of prayer and fasting leading up to our, one of the greatest resurrection Sundays and Easter's that we're ever going to experience in our life. And everybody said, amen.